0: EverydayFeminism.com, June 12, 2016. Hannah Brooks Olson. Uh, Hannah Brooks Olson is a writer, journalist, curious person, lives in Seattle. Before she was a writer, she was barista at cocktail waitress and janitor in college. She is an unwavering supporter of the Oxford Common and enjoys four bun, bun and college football. She's completely in love with the little dog and profane language. Connect with her on Twitter at Miss Hannah Brooks. I like her already. Originally published on Medium and republished her with author's permission. Why do you always engage them? If you didn't engage them, they wouldn't keep talking to you, quote unquote. It is nighttime, it is bitterly cold, and I'm at a bus stop with my then boyfriend. We've just left a performance of some sort and are trying to get home, but our evening has been interrupted. And it is apparently my fault. An intoxicated man stands about two feet away, swaying like a thin tree in the wind, staring at me with a fixed gaze. G-A-C-E. He appears to be living in extreme poverty, most likely sleeping outside tonight, and just moments ago, I was worried about how he'd stay warm. I'm still worried, but now I'm also annoyed, most on behalf of my boyfriend, who's visibly upset by the encounter. The man's knuckles are wrapped around a garbage can, and his other hand is beckoning me with one finger. He's already spoken to me too close. It's not like hard liquor about my body and my appearance. He keeps pinballing from his garbage can to me and back again, prompting me to talk to him. This goes on for at least 10 minutes, during which I'm courteous and my boyfriend goes more and more anxious. The sexual harassment isn't what irritates me. For me, this isn't frightening or even that uncomfortable. This is every single day. I leave the house, men talk to me, I hold my breath, and I'm polite, and I'm unshakable, and then I get home, repeat, repeat, repeat. What annoys me is the fact that I'm being blamed for this moment in time for this interaction. While this isn't new to me, this is the price of living my life, of going to things. It is new for him, and he doesn't enjoy it. Just don't talk to him, or go away, my boyfriend tells me again. His face is pale, and he's clearly nervous and perhaps downright, afraid of what the man will do to us, to him. next. I'm not afraid because I'm doing what I had learned to do to keep us both safe. The exact thing that my boyfriend thinks is causing this interaction to think that I know will ensure it is over more promptly and without incident. I remain courteous as well. Sometimes when I get home, I tell my boyfriend about the persistence of interactions like this, the pervasiveness of it. He seems aghast back at the feeling that he, like a lot of men, think I'm exaggerating. I can't entirely blame him, but most people have a hard time grasping the gravitas of the situation though they themselves have experienced it. He's never seen this happen in public. He's never had it happen to him. And of course he has told him to just ignore it because that seems like the most logical approach. We ignore things that go away, right? This time though, he bears witness. His presence at my side does nothing to dissuade the drunk man because as much as men like to think that just being there is enough to protect women from other men, that is rarely the case. Example, the time a man on a Greyhound bus put his hand on my leg and physically blocked my path as I tried to wiggle away while the man on his side, someone's white collar business dad, lured by the promise of nicer seats and outlets on the bus, looked worried but said nothing. Example, the time a customer cornered me in the alley outside of the restaurant where I worked during a cigarette break, and two college men lingered with a concerned air but ultimately decided to keep walking. Example, the time a man who was physically having a mental break swung a padlock at me and threatened to smash your face, bitch, despite the company of an extremely nervous male friend who was very graciously walking me home, quote-unquote, for safety. He asked, he asked after the fact how I could remain so calm and I just shrugged. Example, the time when walking with my current partner, a drunk man stumbled from a bar and waved a golf club in our direction. It was me that he locked his eyes upon, but my partner was the most upset. I obliged the imposition just long enough to steer us into a bodega until the man leaves. It's hard enough. It's hard to even be disturbed by an occurrence that so so often because if I were to allow myself to feel it every time, I would never be able to leave the house again. is something I'm reminded of whenever a man is present for an incident like this and is so very visibly shaken at loss for what to do or how to react. Seeing it happen this time, though, doesn't seem to breed empty in my boyfriend. Instead, it confirms everything that he believes. I didn't ignore the man. Now he's here, in our presence, in our life, waking up our time and attention like water. I smiled and I was polite, and that is why he talked to me. Though of course, I was paying exactly no attention to him before he began to demand mine. I was doing exactly nothing to invite this man's leering, sexually aggressive language. Except for existing as a woman, which for many men is more than enough. Seriously, stop being nice to me, making it worse, quote unquote. The conclusion exhausts me because we have been over this and you should know better. I'm tired of holding the hands men in my life. I'm also keep my fists clenched as men. I don't know penetrate my space and exact inspect my time. It's also decidedly untrue. He doesn't know what makes it worse because he hasn't lived at that he has gathered much less anecdotal data than I have. He is a man who is, for all intents and purposes, considered one of the quote-unquote good ones. He's participated in Walk miles in Her Shoes, he has seen the Vagina Monologues, he has read Judith Butler and Bell Hooks, and he knows about the male gaze, Jason E. and the Bechdel Test. He will never harass a woman on the street, he will never blame the victim. Except right now and every time it happens, it's still my fault, I did this. That man is making my voice more comfortable because of me. Um, This is the thing about being an ally. It requires very little nuance of understanding. Catching the sexism in a beer commercial, you're an ally. Lamenting the gender wage gap, you're an ally. Blaming women for the behavior of men in everyday occurrences of sexual harassment, well, the men who yell repulsive things about me from their cars on the street, the men who follow me home, the men whose hands slip up the back of my skirts I squeeze by, or seat on the bus, the men who wave their limp, rub, reach, and tell at me in broad daylight, the men who have said they loved me also raised a hand to me. They do it. The world uh, seems to think despite so many articles like this. Not because we have told them all their lives, that my body is their property, my intention, their right, but because I have smiled or dressed or walked or said in a way that gave them the green light. Never mind the fact that talking, smiling, insisting in a passive, polite, permissive way has actually saved me. Never mind all the times when a man has turned quickly, like flipping over a playing card, from seemingly warm and charming to frightful and alarming. When I even applied, when I even implied that I didn't want to talk. Never mind the fact that one time a man at a bar, whose events had just become too much to stomach, literally spat in my face when I told him I was really just trying to read alone. Never mind the fact that telling a lecherous man on the corner not to fucking talk to me one day, when I was just so tired of being treated as a constable good, prompted him to show me his knife and tell me to be grateful for his compliments, fat bitch. Never mind the assumptions that come from a simple no. You think you're too good for me, or what? So you're a lesbian, or did anyone ever teach you it's not polite to ignore people? Finally no, and in fact, people keep telling me to do the exact opposite. And then there's that question, shouldn't you be grateful? Doesn't it feel good to have so many people interrupting your day just to show their interest? Wouldn't anyone love to be showered with compliments at unexpected moments? But of course the answer is no, because the majority of the words that I hear are not meant to be kind, they're meant to be corrosive. Many men go through the world feeling invisible, which is the fault of toxic masculinity and also the fault of their fellow men. When your ears are, as a woman, full of compliments, quotations, that sound that sound more like threats, every advance becomes just noise. Every encounter potentially dangerous or uncomfortable situation. We are told to ignore sexual harassment unless it's from a nice guy. We're expected to know the difference and immediately and react appropriately. We often get it wrong because there's no right answer. And yet, it's men who tell us how best to handle these situations, when in fact it is we the victims know best. In my life, it has become abundantly clear to me that there's no way for me to end the constant barrage of unwanted conversation and touching and sexualization of my body. There's nothing that I can do to stop giving tiny pieces of myself and my time on this earth to the men who demand it, because there's nothing that I can do to stop the demand. That's not on me happens regardless of what I'm wearing, regardless of how I feel, regardless of how I move through the world. It's not what I do and it's not how I act. It is my presence and just that. Sometimes it's with good intention. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's with no intention at all other than to interrupt and interject. Someone just has to, someone just has something they want to say or do to me and they can see exactly the reason not to say it or do it. It's not a question of if it will happen, but when and how often. How many times today? How many times for the rest of my life? How many will go sour? How many will end with me in danger? I can't make it stop and I can't reduce the volume. What I can do is ensure that it's not worse. And so I smile, I make conversation, I'm charming and sweet, I even swallow hot stomach acid to choke out the words, thank you, because there are the actions that, because these are the actions that it has been proven to me over and over by trial and error, work best. A small smile heads off the rage. A wave back keeps situation simple. A like forced laugh keeps the man outside of the drugstore from following me any further. A full fledged conversation when I'm trapped in line helps me suss out whether or not this person is violent or just overly friendly. It's tiresome, it's not ideal. It leaves me worrying, it makes me guarded. It prompts me to consider every, sin- every single interaction I have in public. There's an innate unfairness to this for the men who harass me, who invade my space and demand my time and attention, who grant themselves permission to touch me. This is a pleasant experience. They feel listened to, invisible, and valued and validated. It has the opposite effect on me. And yes, I know that in doing this, this using courtesy as a weapon of self-defense, that I'm also actively enabling the behavior and I'm encouraging it further and I'm part of the problem." Um, I would rather get home safe at night than take up the charge of ending male entitlement when it stumbles my way, because the truth is my compliance doesn't cause male entitlement and my lack of compliance isn't enough to make it stop. If I stop using politeness as my armor, I won't correct centuries of conditioning and acceptance and even encouragement. I won't make a man that thinks my body is his for the take it to reconsider a lifetime of training that tells him that's the case. I won't end anything except potentially my own life. If I stop complying, the most likely outcome is that I will be harmed. The most likely outcome is that nothing will change except instead of being irritated by harassment, I will go back to being actively afraid or, you know, worse. For this reason, each day I decided to be, I decided to be temporarily okay being part of the problem because I know that my part is the absolute smallest part. I also decided to be part of the problem because the alternative just ignoring it in quotations is part of the problem. Uh, of course telling women to quote unquote just ignore it is another way of telling women to be quiet for quiet we'll be safe for quiet we'll go away for quiet all the men who don't harass women who don't help themselves to our bodies they feel better about their own silence on this exact night with this exact man who should know better because he prides himself on understanding and hearing women the tiredness overwhelms me. I can't be a part of it anymore no actually he won't he won't go away he won't leave us alone actually engaging is one of the best ways i know how to keep myself safe and we're all for the entire bus ride home the bus finally comes i know all the little scraps of the uh i unload all, all of little scraps of the dignity that i have packed around with me for all these years i don't care if he hears it or learns a goddamn thing because mostly i just need to say these things these things that i have said above and many more things like harassment is not the same as giving a compliment and telling women to be silent does nothing to solve the problem and saying that my actions cause exactly what we mean when we say victim blaming. In the years since the night I've told this exact story many times many men in large part because being silent just ignoring it doesn't make women safer and I need you to know that. I just need you to know that when men are quick to remind us that not all men harass women I'm quicker to remind them that all women really all have experiences at least once but more likely they've experienced it many many more times than that. As many times as we've been party to this, as many times as someone has touched us, yelled at us, hit on us, hit us, raped us, spat on us, stalked us, threatened us, propositioned us, we've also been told to just ignore. it. The truth is, we don't have the luxury to ignore harassment. We engage, for are kind, because that is what keeps us safe. Now it's time for everyone to engage. If you're tired of hearing about women being harassed, tired of us sharing our stories about it. Maybe that's because you've been ignoring it. You don't believe that you should have that luxury anymore either. I fucking agree with Hannah Brooks also, who's why. I witnessed um, women being sexually harassed in my childhood. And in my childhood, um, I took every opportunity I could to the best of my ability to fight. And now that I have a, I have public platforms, my books, and well, I'm, I'm currently about to publish my very first book, as well as being a podcast host and getting in turn and working on getting my podcast on my YouTube eventually, and the website, and, you know, the formal ways of a newsletter, and all those kind of things. I know in my heart that I'll get to combat sexual harassment uh, much more often in bigger scales than what happened locally when I was um, a child. So that's what I appreciate, is that I'm fighting this more. Fighting this more often. So, any man who doesn't stop or try to stop uh, male pigs for being themselves when it comes to women, they're not allies, they're assholes. They're not accomplices, they're asswipes. Honestly, I say fuck them, and um, they don't mean shit to me. Those fake me, I'm for women. But you gonna let a woman be dogged out. You going not let, when I say dogged out, I say it on purpose because the man thinks the woman's, that woman's bitch. That man thinks whoever's, you know, being dicks to women. I to put it, you know, so people really understand that. If you're silent and inactive when it comes to, women's oppression you're just another male pig you're just another male chauvinist that is a part, male entitlement is pretend to be for women but you let shittiness happening happen to women putting women through hell of a Hell of a time. And, um, If I saw a woman being harassed, I don't care where I am, I'm going to do my best to intervene. If that means I have to square up with that guy or whoever's doing it, I will. And I know one thing. I will get the cops involved, too. Even if I couldn't, you know, fully intervene, I'll I'll call the police and get the woman away from the dude. So this article means so much to me. And I don't want women to feel like they have to, feel like they, that the subjugation is their fault, that they have to do the peaches and cream conduct in order to um, feel like they have to, get through. I'm hurt by that. So... I'm hanging out with women, anybody makes them uncomfortable, I'm like, "Do do you want me to handle this? I will confront them directly for you or do you want to get away completely or we can just have a mixture of both. Like, you know, if I get the feeling that she's resorting to what she's always done to survive, I'm like, no. You're gonna thrive. I will stand up. I will stand up with you. I'll stand with you. Like, you don't have to do that. I'm. You don't have to do that because you have somebody that says me, I'm like no I'm not gonna the past won't be repeated anybody that's fucking with you I don't mind possibly getting the cops called on me because I'm defending a woman not to score cool points but it's in my nature to look out for women Girls, so that's how the hell I feel. <laughs>